I just feel like we're two years too slow. We are two years too slow in everything, right? Had we built our house two years ago, we would have been a much better place. Had we done this two years ago, we would have been a much better place. Welcome to the Quiet Wealth Podcast, where we talk about money mindset, how not to be broke, simple step-by-step strategies to conquer your finances, and the entrepreneurial spirit that will get you there. Your host, Camilla Jeffs, has been a student of money for over 20 years. She started out broke and has built real wealth for her family through steps you can copy. Camilla is on a mission to help thousands of people just like you build true financial stability. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Excited that you are joining me again on this Quiet Wealth Podcast. I'm excited to talk about episode three. So today we're talking about wealth principle number three. We've already covered the first two, which are mindset. So, so important. The second one is discipline. Also very important. So if you missed those two, make sure you go back and listen to those because they're going to set the stage for the third principle, which is investing. Now, now, investing is something really important to me and it's something I've been doing for a long time and I've been studying it and it's exciting. Like I'm one of those nerds that just loves investing. I love learning about it. I love doing it and I love seeing the fruits of the labor that I put into it. But it doesn't always go great, right? Like sometimes you lose money. So at the end, I'm going to I'm going to tell you about the investing mistake that cost me over a million dollars. But before we get there, let's talk about investing, right? So one of the keys to investing is making your money work hard for you. So the trick here is you get money, right? So we go in and we have active income. You go and you work at a job or maybe you have a side hustle, maybe you own a business, right? Active income means money that you are working for. You're trading your time for that money. Now, when that money comes in to you, I want you to think about it as a tool. Money is a tool and the money can do many different things for you, right? There's lots of things it can do for you. It can feed you, right? You can exchange it for food. You can exchange it for a place to live. You can exchange it for vacations. You can exchange it for clothing, right? And most often our money, we take out and we exchange it for something else that doesn't really give us any value. I mean, well, I guess you could argue that eating is valuable. We all need to eat, right? But really, the money needs to do more than just buy stuff for you. When that money comes in, if it just goes straight out the door, you're not doing it right, right? I hate to break it to you, but you're not doing it right. So the goal here is to earn enough passive income to pay for your lifestyle. So think about your life right now. What things do you like to do? Do you like to go out to eat every day or once a week? Or do you like to go on vacations once a quarter? Or maybe you're an every weekend type of a vacation, or maybe you love to shop, things like that, right? So what is your lifestyle? And the goal is to really get this, get your money working hard for you. So instead of spending all your money, you've got to invest it. So let's talk about retirement for a minute, though. My thoughts on retirement. I don't want to retire. I mean, technically, I am retired from my corporate job, 
right? I mean, I was able to leave my corporate job by investing in real estate. I get really worried about <laughs> about retirement because it sounds it does not sound very fun to me. I know a lot of people think it sounds fun, right? You know, hey, I retire, now I can just go do whatever I want to do. But I would be bored. I really think I would be bored. I am someone who needs to have like a bajillion things going on all at the same time. So I was thinking to myself, and I was on a call with someone the other day, and they told me a story. And the story was that his uncle finally retired at the age of 68, right? He retired from his corporate job. And the uncle had all these plans, right? He had made all these plans. As soon as I retire, I will go on vacation. As soon as I retire, I'm going to buy myself an RV. As soon as I retire, I'm going to do all these things, right? Well, guess what happened? As soon as he retired, he was diagnosed with cancer, had six months to live. So he did not get to do all of the things that he was planning to do before his life ended. So that's the thing that scares me. It scares me that if I think about way far into the future, 20 years from now, I'll be 62. Then am I just going to stop, right? Like, I just don't want to retire. I don't want to. I I would rather do take mini retirements. And mini retirements is this really fun concept where basically, I don't know, every two years or so, you take three months off and that's your mini retirement. So you retire for three months and you go and do something epic, right? You go live in Europe for three months. You go hike in South America for three months, like whatever you want to do, or you just go lay around on a beach for three months. I could do that. Well, three months is kind of long. Maybe I'd get bored at three months. But anyway, you get the concept, right? So mini retirements is much better. So let's think about how are we going to make our money work for us? So investing. And really, this is, I'm just going to simplify it because later on in the podcast, we're going to dive into so many specific strategies uh, and things that you can do to really make your money work. But today, we're just talking about the overall concept of investing. So what you need to do is you need to buy an asset. Now, what's an asset? An asset is an investment that goes up in value, right? We want to collect land, not bills. So do cars go up in value? No. Well, I guess they kind of did during COVID. Wasn't that crazy? COVID's just crazy. But things like boats, TVs, appliances, ATVs, right? Those do not go up in value. Therefore, they're not considered an asset. Now, there are creative strategies to make them into assets. And it was hilarious because the other day, my daughter, one of my daughters is fixated on buying an ATV. She just wants one so bad. And her having the mother she has, right? I always think about things in terms of assets versus liabilities. Now we talked about assets, right? A liability is something that takes money out of your pocket. So if you think about it this way, assets bring money into your pocket, liabilities take money out. So if we bought an ATV, it takes money out, right? We take a whole bunch of money out to pay for the ATV. And then we continually take money out to gas it, to fix it up, to haul it around, to store it, etc. Right? So lots. So it's a liability. Money's coming out of my pocket. Now, my daughter is clever. She understands assets and liabilities because we talk about this at our house. And she's like, well, mom, I know you think it's a liability, but I bet we can make it into an asset. And I said, oh, yeah, tell me how. She's like, we could rent it out to other people. And I high-fived her. 
like, yep, you got this down, girl. If you think creatively about liabilities, right, things that take money out of your pocket, you can find ways for them to bring money into your pocket, right? So you can turn it into an asset. But if you don't have time to turn it into an asset or you want, don't want to put in that work or that effort, you can just simply buy assets, right? So what is an asset that goes up in value? Real estate. Sometimes stocks. I don't love stocks. So we're not going to talk a lot about stock investing. If you want to learn about stock investing, you need to find a different podcast because this one is not going to talk about that. This one's going to talk about building wealth by investing in hard assets and businesses. So those are the things that we're going to do. Okay, the next concept about investing that you need to understand is getting paid based on results versus time. So when you first start working, can you remember your first job? My first job was a lifeguard. I loved it. It was the best job ever because I got to hang out in my swimsuit all day, watch other people swim. I got to jump in the pool and swim all the time. I mean, it was awesome. And as a lifeguard, I was paid an hourly wage, right? So I was paid. So as much time as I was there, that's how much money I got paid. There was no way to get more money in that job unless I put in more time. So in this instance, time equals money, right? So an hourly wage, it kind of means you're stuck. I couldn't, there's only so many hours that I could actually work. There were so many hours the pool was open that I could actually work. Now, the same happened with my salary, right? When I became a corporate employee and I got a salary, like that was exciting because you think, oh yes, now I don't have to work hourly anymore. I don't have to trade my time for money. Well, hate to break it to you, but you still do trade your time for money, right? It's the same. It's the same thing. And often what would happen, and I'm sure you corporate employees understand this, you put in more time, right? They'd say, okay, your salary is, say it's $100,000 a year, and that equals $45 an hour, because you, you always look back and see what it is. And then you work 80 hours a week, right? But still get paid that $100,000 a year. So that's the challenge with an hourly wage, and a salary. You're stuck, right? The only way you can increase your income is by hoping for a raise. And we wait for your merit increases, and that's what, 3% a year, hoping to get promoted, right? And But often, th- the problem with promotion is the higher up you go, the more time you're required to work, right? Then the more stressful the job gets and the more intense. And, and so it's just really, a, a, it's hard. It's really hard. So now let's talk about getting paid based on results. So this is where commissions come into account, right? So if you are a salesperson and you go out and you sell a hundred medical devices, you get paid a certain commission. Well, you could work hard and sell 200 and then you get paid double, right? So it's based on exactly the results. And so whatever work you put into it and the results that you have, That's what the cool thing about commission is. Bonuses, right? So sometimes when you have a corporate job, it comes, a salary comes with a bonus. So same thing. Sometimes it depends, it's a depending on, I mean, sometimes they're complex calculations. I worked in HR and they were complex calculations based on how the business did, how your team did, how you did personally, how your boss thought about you. I mean, bonuses, you'd like to think you can control how much bonus you get, but 
honestly, there's not a ton of control there. The only control you have is the perception that you give off to your boss. It's not even necessarily how much you work, but you know, if you have good output and your boss likes you, then you'll get a bigger bonus. Okay, another thing you can do get based on based paid based on results is an online business. If you start yourself an online business and you sell, say you start a digital business that sells courses about how to put together Legos. I mean, I mean, it's a thing, right? So you could have this online business and however many courses you sell is how much money you make. It has no correlation with time, right? You could put in 50 hours or you could put in 10 hours and you could sell the same amount because depending on what your skill set is in the beginning, right? So those are things. And then of course, investments. Investments are paid on results. And investments are my favorite because as opposed to commissions, bonuses, online businesses, you're really putting in a ton of time on those ones. But investments, especially if you choose passive investing strategy, it takes hardly any of your time and your money just works for you. Okay, finally, let's talk about buying real estate because we're gonna focus pretty heavily on real estate here. Real estate is going to make you a millionaire, right? If you want to do that, remember we're getting committed to being rich because we have things to do. We have impact that we need to make in this world. So we're not gonna wait to buy real estate. There's, I was talking to a friend the other day and she said, I just feel like we're two years too slow. We are two years too slow in everything, right? Had we built our house two years ago, we would have been in a much better place. Had we you know, done this two years ago, we would have been in a much better place. Well, remember, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So if we look back, we can see the specific points in time that we should have bought a house, right? And maybe when we bought it, it wasn't the perfect place in time. And all those people who bought it at the perfect time, man, are they lucky. Well, here's the thing. Real estate is going to pay you and real estate is a long-term strategy. You need, don't wait to buy real estate because in two years from now, you're going to look back at today and you're like, man, I'm two years behind again. Here I am two years behind again. You've just got to buy now, buy what you can now, invest now, and then you can count on it to continue paying you into the future. So you're not going to wait to buy real estate. You're going to buy real estate and wait. It is a long-term strategy. This is no get rich quick. I am not teaching get rich quick. Again, if you want that, find a different podcast. <laughs> I am here teaching about how to build wealth slowly and steadily and get steady streams of income into your life. So let's talk about the mistake that cost me a million dollars. Early on in my investing, I read a lot of books and I figured out how to purchase several investments. So we're about 10 years into our investing strategy in buying houses and we have about 10 to 15 houses. Well, I started listening like I do. I do lots of research and I start listening to a financial guru and it was Dave Ramsey. Now, Dave Ramsey has amazing things he, to teach. And I love his teachings up to a point. So his teachings in the beginning about getting out of debt, getting your finances in order, getting $1,000 in your savings account, putting together your emergency fund, getting out of debt, all of those things 100% agree with Dave Ramsey. And that's what we did in the beginning. Where I disagree with him is his thoughts that your investments, you should buy all cash. 
Like you should never use debt for anything. This is where he and I disagree. And I'll tell you why. Because when I started listening to him and I listened to him religiously and learned from him and bought his books and read his books, well, of course, we went through the baby steps and then we get to the step about investing. And that's kind of where his teaching really falls off, right? Like he teaches you a certain education, but not beyond that, right? And so this is where, this is why I'm starting the Quiet Wealth Podcast, because this podcast is going to take you beyond, right? So you already have to have the basics in place before you can really utilize the strategies that I'm going to teach you. So, but once you have those strategies in place, then you're going to be okay. So as I was learning, I was at that, what's the next step, right? I'm at the investing step in my financial journey because we had we had done all the things. We had a fully funded emergency fund. We have all of our savings, no debt, et cetera, and, uh, except for our rental properties. And so then I'm like, okay, well, what, what next? Now what? And Dave Ramsey taught that you should pay cash for all your rental properties. Like you should owe nothing to nobody. And I unfortunately internalized that. I internalized that and I thought about it. And I thought, yeah, man, I mean, what that would be amazing to not owe, you know, not owe anything to anybody ever. And guess what? I sold those houses, sold those houses, did not make a ton of money on them. And today, had I kept those houses going, they would have made me, I would over a million dollars, right? Had I kept those houses. So that was a huge mistake because debt is not bad, right? I know he says debt is dumb, right? Debt is not bad, but it, it debt is a tool that is used in investing. And we're going to dive deep into that. And I'm going to give you exactly the reasons why it's not bad and it's not dumb, but we're going to, and we're going to, we'll do that in future episodes. And then finally, you got to have patience, right? Think about this as you're building the machine that's going to pay you in the future. You can't give up. That would be the worst thing to do. So you're building a machine. Maybe you go out and you buy a rental property and it's paying you $200 a month. Whoopee, right? Just remember, this is one of the, the, of the things in your machine. You're building this machine that's going to eventually pay you in the future. If you don't give up, you will be at the point where... I mean, essentially becoming a millionaire is is pretty close to being guaranteed, right? So don't give up. All right. Thanks for joining. I'm excited that you're here. Remember, go and download my document that I have for you. And uh, remember to share this episode with others. This is so important to share this information so that others can benefit from it and join in on a group investment. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining us on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, head on over to camillajeffs.com slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other juicy episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, wishing you much success.